0: I'm Jasmine Schultz.
1: And I'm Zach Schultz.
0: And we're married. (laughs) And we write songs for Vanity
1: Plate. (laughs) I
0: like All Dogs and Elton John and Erica Freeze and Adele, <laughs> and uh, good luck. Yeah, rock and rock is cool.
1: <laughs>
0: my mom used to wake us up, up when we were little instead of like setting alarms or something or whatever, or like coming into our room. She would just play Elton John's Greatest Hits like as loud as possible.
1: Yeah, my taste is just. I mean, they've changed pretty drastically over the years. Um, Bandy plays kind of a good, you know, mark in the map of kind of where I'm at now. Like, really obsessed with Grand Martha. Um, all the fuck is the metal for me as well. Um, stuff like that. Anything that stays the day I've kind of come into, uh, <laughs> you know, over the years I've listened to them a little bit, but like, it just seems like these last like five years I'm like, yeah, I'm really just embracing that pop-punk life, I guess. I keep my hands in
0: my
1: Robert Kramer's solo album and, and the Jennifer Drive uh, album that just came out, and, and uh, the Nora, the Janitor stuff. and
0: I mean, maybe most inspiring to us are the people that are around us creating music. You know, yeah. just because they're from here, doesn't make them any less like inspiring in fact maybe more so I started writing songs uh I mean I have my first song I ever wrote or actually I don't know that I do anymore I think it's it's out at my my brother's house now with my parents old house um and that I wrote in third third grade and it's called <laughs> if all the animals were in my hands or something like that I don't <laughs> really know um, But that was—I mean, I I could sing it, but I didn't play instruments or anything. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how how it Um, The words are really pretty cute. The drawing is maybe cuter because it's just like really terrible third-grade drawings of drafts, and I don't even remember what else is on there. But it's it's fun. I, I taped it to the fridge, and that's why it still exists. So I taped it to the fridge. It was like a present for my mom. I was like, Mom, I wrote you a song. I started writing more songs when I was probably my junior and senior year of high school. And then, um, I played a lot of solo stuff then. And I did a lot of Dixie Chicks covers <laughs> and Jewel covers. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and so I guess it was more covers then and then kind of morphed into my own songwriting closer to the end of my senior year.
1: Probably the first song I ever wrote was probably with uh, my first band, Merrick. Yeah. I think it was was, uh, Chris Barney and I, uh, and probably in his dad's office on like guitar pro or something like that. And we like, you just enter in the chords and stuff and, and then just make up drums or something. I don't remember, but, Maybe not even drums, but it was just, you know, we could just program the, the stuff, and then they're like, yeah, I don't know where. And it's, I think it's instrumental, too. I don't think there's any vocals on it, so. But somewhere, there's, there's a CD of uh, four or five of the first Merrick songs.
0: The song um, was written a year after the experience it was based on.
1: so oh, right, right.
0: It, and on our bed, <laughs> I think.
1: You shouldn't have to worry. You shouldn't have to think. Will today be the day? Yeah. Or most of them are conceived and nurtured. That's that's true. (laughs) Sounded weird. Um, It did. It's okay, they are, baby. (laughs) um, (laughs) Nice. Um two years ago we went to Europe. As as part of uh Benji House, we you know we we have a lot of musicians come through from all all places, uh all corners of the world pretty much. Um or a lot of them anyway. Um and we were like, Okay, we're gonna be in Scotland in these couple of days, uh who do we know over there? You know, and so um this guy Hugh had just recently performed at Angie House, um, with his, um, it's like a play kind of, or like theater production kind of thing. And we hit him up and said, you know, you know anybody in Edinburgh that take us in? And he said, these couple of people, uh, and, and the one that, that I got a hold of, I think first even, and then he, he was, he was down with us staying with him was this guy named Raf. And, uh, and he just ends up being just the coolest guy, um, really nice and uh, welcoming. And
0: we couldn't we couldn't meet up with him right away. First of all, because um, the <laughs> the Scottish uh, person at the airport was not fond of the idea that we didn't actually really have an address for this person, and then we're just gonna
1: right, enter you're like, you're like customs, like oh, we're staying with a friend of a friend. Does that sound weird? <laughs> Oh I, I mean like out loud.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, so yeah, we we met up with him and then uh we went stayed with him for a night, um, left the country f- to for France for a week about um came back and we're trying to meet up with him and uh we're on a bus getting into the town or something and he's like I call him and he's like Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm marching right now in a protest, um, cause, you know, all this stuff is happening with, uh, the, the Gaza Strip and everything was kind of g- going on right then. And, uh, he's like, we're protesting. And, uh, he's like, we're kind of by this area, so just, uh, get dropped off, you know, near there and we'll, we'll find you or we'll find each other or whatever. I was like, okay. And then get closer and, we get we're getting there, and I, I call him, and and he's like, he's like talking. He's like, oh man, we're oh we're we're sitting. Everyone just sat down in the middle of Prince's Street, and like, it, which is a very busy uh, street, crazy
0: busy street. Yeah, I yeah. mean even we knew that because we'd like traveled on it a
1: little bit. Right, right. And uh yeah, so everyone was was marching, and they and they just like got in the middle of the street and just sat down. And uh and so anyway, and then you know, blah, blah blah, we got together, and then we were just I don't know, we were on our way back or something at some point, and I was just kinda like, oh, that's a that's a really cool name for a street, first off, and it just kind of stuck in my head, and I think I even said we should name a song that about a year later, I started just messing around with um just you know, usually how it goes that work? I'm just fixing the guitar, thinking around on it, and uh." Something happens and I'm like, oh, I should remember that. So the main riff at the beginning just kind of came out and was messing around with that kind of and kind of combined with the chorus and I wanted kind of a contrast. It kind of gets intense in the chorus and upbeat and, uh, and I was just doing this and like that, that first riff kind of just, I was like, oh, this is kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of weird. It's kind of, kind of sad. I don't know, kind of sounding like somber sounding kind of and, uh, so, like, I think I I might have just thrown it out there, or, or one of us did, that, you know, that's what it should be about. That should be Princess Street, and then just kind of fell into place.
0: I think it was your idea. I mean, the way it often works with us is that, like, you come up with the music or whatever, and then we talk about themes or whatever. But I think the time that you talk like, thing we should write a song about Princess Street, and then I think maybe I took it from the lyrical end of it mm-hmm, to... Mm-hmm what it reminded me of, which is that shocking experience of feeling sort of like a terrible person. I don't remember but the things we think we know about bad days and hardships and not wanting to go home. Usually like Zach will play the parts over and over and so, and I kinda of start with paper, I like really, I like to handwrite and doodle flowers. <laughs> On yep. the, the corners All of flowers. things, lots of flowers. So there was a lot of flowers involved and probably a lot of repetition of a certain part until I could figure out what words sounded okay. And then then I usually sing them. And then then we talk about whether or not we think the lyric is too cheesy. And then we go back and we change it if we think it's too cheesy.
1: When, when we wrote it, we um, had just got done writing another song um jay every day uh and that one has like all these different parts and changes and different things going like when you when you when you boil it down to like verse chorus pre-chorus post-chorus you know all this stuff if if you like you know are doing it that way there's just a lot of different things where this song there's like four different things graham i think noted it's just like Oh good, an easy this is an easy one <laughs> to learn. <laughs> There's not much yeah. going on. And uh and uh, so it was it was just pretty it was pretty simple. Songs so, you know, we practiced it like a couple times and then we're like, I think you got it. Um, and
0: it, I think weirdly cool. too it came faster than some of the other ones. Like it just yeah. like you know, it was less of a struggle. It was just sort of more it was just a lot easier, organic, um, than maybe some of the other ones have been. One cool thing that happened in the recording process is Graham kind of repeated I don't know what he did, but the How Privileged Am I part. How privileged am I? How
1: privileged am I? Yeah. No, I enjoy uh the part after the first chorus, um Graham and, and and jazz kinda of do that Like that kind of thing. That with with wait, what Grant what Graham was doing and and the baseline just kinda thing. I really like that a lot.
0: Speaking of the things you think you know all about bad days and hardships and not wanting to go home. I mean, I think that says a lot about how I felt or how we felt maybe in that moment too. I mean, I barely knew what was going on with the Gaza Strip, which, I mean, it's, I I like to think of myself as a person who, like, kind of keeps an eye on what goes on in the world and, like, especially, like, weird atrocities and things like that, but really I'm pretty, um, I don't know, blind to the pain of a lot of what goes on in the world and the like, other stuff that goes on. I'm pretty privileged in that way to not have to worry about, about, uh about, things just like having a place to live and um and safety and things like that and and so sometimes you get kind of lost in your own safety I guess and you don't have to think about those things and so I felt kind of stupid that in like all these people in Scotland were like new enough to even like to take a stand you know like they were knowledgeable and and I didn't even know the first thing about it. First of all, like I didn't even know what my opinion would be on the matter because I didn't know anything about it. Um, and and so I, you know, I felt like a typical stupid American, you know, like if if, that, if he did, and, yeah, I don't know.
1: And doubled by the fact that we're just like on vacation, just like oh yeah, galvanizing around. Having
0: a good old time, you know. Like I quit quit my job and on a whim, sort of, and took the money I had banked and decided we were going on a European trip. I mean, like, that is... I, we're having fun, and people are literally, like, suffering, and so...
1: Yeah. Yeah. You
0: know, sure. We're, yeah. we're like, man, I
1: hope we, we catch this, this bus in time, and, like, we can, you know, hope these people know English as well as we know... <laughs> uh, <laughs> where we're going and like it's like well you know there's people who are just like man you know there's rockets flying randomly into, my home. into, into yeah. Yeah, the city and, and whatever and it's it was just kind of like oof
0: it's like the epitome, the epitome of moment. like yeah privilege you know Bad days and hardships and not wanting to go home walking down princess street didn't mean much to me out having the time of my life for well, you've been fighting for yours and i'll be honest Oh. I that so good. So good. It makes me love you <laughs> even more.